Real Presence Live. Religion has understood things about the way humans function long before science was able to prove anything. Local. It's always important for all of us to kind of look externally and say, what about these family? They are just like the Holy Family. They're experiencing the same persecution. Engaging. Jesus wants to be with us. I always think of that as at the heart of the Eucharist. Live. A mystery then of the rosary allows us to see a teaching of the church, but to be able to go deeper within that teaching. Good morning. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Father Mark Lichter. Thank you for joining us this fine, beautiful morning. Uh, You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we're broadcasting to you live from Aberdeen, South Dakota. The tundra. The tundra. It's a little cold. It's a little chilly, but... Father Mark, will you get us started off the right way with a little prayer? Yes. We'll begin in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we ask for your blessings and grace upon us today. We thank you for Real Presence Catholic Radio and uh, for the many ways that uh, the radio helps with evangelization and bringing uh, people to Christ and discipleship and and uh, uh, drawing closer to the gospel. We ask that the Lord will bless us today and especially our listeners, those that might be struggling in any way, or those that are hurting in any way, and especially those that are affected by the weather. And we ask all this through Jesus, who lives forever and ever, and pray for all those speakers today, especially Father Chuck Simple. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, thank you for that. We are off to a good start this morning, even though it's only been a minute and a half. <laughs> But uh, this is Heather Carroll. I'm joined with Father Mark Lichter. We're broadcasting from Aberdeen, South Dakota. We have a huge show lined up for you this morning. So we're going to head over to our studios and our producer, Gregory. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you this morning? Good. You want to tell us what we're up to today? So coming up this morning, we'll have a chance for you to call in and ask your questions during our Straight Talk segment from 930 to 10 with the one and only Father Mark Lichter. And what do Holy Communion and Sir Isaac Newton have in common? Anthony DiCarlo will share why he thinks that the Eucharist and physics go together and why we should be teaching our children about it. And have you ever heard about the principle of proximity? Would it surprise you to know that you're involved with it right now? Thomas Escrow from Sacred Heart Parish in Aberdeen, South Dakota will explain later in the show. All this and much more coming up this morning. Well, there you go. I bet you didn't know you were going to be involved in such a scientific show this morning, Father. I had no idea. <laughs> I you can't so leave. I'm locking the door. <laughs> I didn't do so well in chemistry either, well, not just physics. Well, this is supposed to be at a children's level, so Whoa. hopefully you and I will be able to understand it. That will be good. <laughs> That'll be a good start. Well, let's get started with our first guest this morning. Uh, we are speaking this morning with Father Chuck Simple. He's down at Holy Spirit Parish in Sioux Falls. Good morning, Father Chuck. Good morning, and good morning to Father Lichter, too, in the great city of Aberdeen. <laughs> yes, and it's so good to hear from our Vicar General. I love it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. i got to be on my toes now. I know I'm feeling have, a little nervous. You have to yeah. behave. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Oh, very good. So... Uh, we, you have an exciting event going on at Holy Spirit, but before we get to that, I had questions about the event, mm-hmm. and it was particularly on the fact that uh, you have a parish mission. What does a parish mission mean? Usually when I think of parish missions, I think of poor parishes, so 
Um, well, we could be, we could have uh, Sacred Heart in Aberdeen give us a little of money for our poor parish here at Holy Spirit, but I don't know if that would work. I don't know if that would work, but it's really a little different than that. You know, when Father Mark and I were growing up, and I grew up in a small town just a little bit to the west of Yankton and Tabor, and we had forty-hour devotions, and those were pretty common. And they would have uh, it was forty hours, not forty consecutive hours necessarily, but at night they would bring in probably a a pastor from another parish, and then other priests would come in for confession, usually at benediction and adoration and things, and, and it was a time of kind of revitalizing the parish in prayer and things like that. Well, after Vatican II, those kind of fell by the wayside a bit, and then uh, it kind of got rein, reinvigorated with parish missions where you bring in speakers, and sometimes they're priests, and there's also lay people that do it too. There's a number of other people that do parish mission work, and they come into the parish, usually with a topic or topics that they're trying to talk to the people about. And uh, they spend uh, time in the parish uh, with uh, trying to get people fired up about their faith again. And so Father Larry Richards, who we're bringing in, has done a number of these. He's very hard to get, largely because he considers himself first and foremost, like Father Mark and I, as a pastor. That's his major function. He has a parish in Erie, Pennsylvania, and that's his major role as a pastor. But I, many of our men's group, which we have a very uh, uh, very good men's group here at uh, Holy Spirit that started well before I became pastor here, and they meet on Friday mornings, early in the morning, and they have a, usually a DVD with the speaker, and sometimes they've done the That Man Is You program. And, but also one of the speakers that they really were interested in always hearing was Father Larry Richards, because he's uh, he taught in high school for a lot of years, like Ron Colley or O'Gorman. He taught in a Catholic high school, got to know kids, and he became a retreat director and a, a spiritual guide for a lot of people. And he started doing these parish missions. He only does a very select number each year, and we've been trying to get him for a couple of years, and so he finally probably gave in to our saying, okay, I'll finally come to <laughs> South Dakota as we come to Sioux Falls. So he's going to be here starting Monday at 7 o'clock in the evening. So not only coming to South Dakota, but in the middle of winter. I know, I know. He was. <laughs> he asked me, I was talking to his uh, person that helps kind of get things lined up. He said, and she said, will he be able to walk outside? I said, well, <laughs> if, he, uh, if he brings a lot of clothes and a coat and, uh, you know, snowshoes or something. but uh, Yeah, you can uh, always walk like outside. To, yeah, yeah. Just for how long is another question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thinking about parish missions, and this is uh, me, a layperson to both of you priests, um, why is it beneficial to bring in somebody from the outside? Is that to say that they're better than you or can provide different things? Father Mark's shaking his head yes. <laughs> well, I think there is something to that. You know, Father Mark and I would probably agree. You know, we both have associates because we have bigger parishes, and so they don't only get to listen to homilies or to teachings by Father Mark and I, but they also have the opportunity sometime to get somebody else in that uh, might give them the different insights. Uh, I remember one of my classmates used to say, and I don't know if Father Mark would agree, that every priest only has about three homilies. We just give it in different <laughs> ways. And so we have about three homilies that we keep giving over and over again in just different ways. That might, that might be a bit of truth to that. And having somebody that can come in that, uh, you know, uh, not it doesn't always have to be somebody like, uh, it's like Father Larry Richards, who's on EWTN, and he broadcasts on there, and he's got a lot of YouTube videos and all sorts of things. But 
you know, I had a parish mission at St. Michael's when I was there, and we brought in Father Mike Griffin, who's the pastor at St. Mary's sure. in Aberdeen, oh, yeah. and he did a great job, too. So it's not just always a, a person that's from the outside, but sometimes it's just another voice that just gives them a different insight, a little different perspective, and just helps them. And as Father Mark and I both know, you know, sometimes uh, it's, it's easier for a person that's speaking to the people that doesn't have to live with them. He can say things, or she can say things. <laughs> he can true. say things, or he can say things that I probably couldn't say, or Father Mark probably couldn't say to the people of Sacred Heart. But see, they can say things and kind of challenge them because they're they're like going to leave, and then they can. And Father Mark and I can deal with it afterwards. But you know, yeah. I think there is something to that where they have the uh, the benefit of of saying some things and challenging us a bit, not only the people but the priest. Those of us that listen to Father Richards, he he really nails priests too on our prayer lives, on how we're ministering, all that. He just tells it like it is. And he's very strong on men. In fact, one of the books uh, that he's written is How to Be a Man. And if you listen to his uh, videos or DVDs, he really stresses that uh, men need to step it up, fathers, priests, and step it up to be good witnesses of their faith to their families and to other people. So, And he just calls a spade a spade. There's no not, not very much gray area with Father Richard. That's what I love about him. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've heard him too, Heather, and I've heard him yeah. speak. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's dynamic. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Heather Caro, and I'm joined by... Father Mark Lichter. And we're broadcasting this morning from Aberdeen, South Dakota. We're talking to Father Chuck Simple from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and we're talking about a parish mission, kind of what a parish mission is and the goal of a parish mission. And you have one coming up, you said, quite soon. Tell us all about yeah. that. Well, we're starting Monday. Uh, Monday, and, and Father Richards has uh, the program all mapped out. So Monday evening, it, it always goes between 7 and 9. Generally speaking, he said ages, it can be from like a 6th grade student all the way up to anybody that's uh, well beyond into their 90s, whoever can make it into church. And Monday night, he, he starts off with speaking about prayer and God's love. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's part of it, you, you know, if you, you actually, if you... YouTube Parish Mission of Father Larry, you get some of the insights that he has, but he talks about the power of prayer and the need that we have as human beings to uh, uh, then tie into that so that we can really get the presence of God alive in our hearts. And then on Tuesday night, he's talking about the Mass and the power of the Eucharist. And I know that's something, you know, we can always kind of get into a routine, even as priests, when we when we preside or celebrate the Mass, it's easy for us to kind of just do the words, say them, because we said them so many times, and we get kind of into a routine and forget about the power of the Eucharist and what it really can do to affect our lives spiritually, and also the way the Eucharist draws us out into our communities to help other people. And then on Wednesday night, he deals with the passion of Christ and the reason why Christ died for us and for our sinfulness. And there will be time during that, after he gives his talk, for the Sacrament of Reconciliation. And Father Tyler Matson and I, Father Tyler is my associate here at uh, Holy Spirit, and we'll be joined by uh, nine other priests who will help us with the confessions. Father uh, Larry says that it, in the parish missions he gives, that there's really an outpouring of people after he gives his talk of wanting to have the sacrament celebrated uh, with the priest, and so we'll have a number of priests from the city here helping us out. And then on Thursday... The last day, he ends with a, a talk on adoration and the importance of adoration. And one of the benefits we have here at Holy Spirit 
is that we have perpetual adoration. We have a perpetual adoration chapel that Monsignor Andrasco put together before he left as pastor here. In fact, the chapel is named after him because of his uh, wanting to have this in the parish, and so we have that benefit. But he will speak about the beauty of that, of adoration, spending time in adoration, and then he ends with the healing service. It's not the sacrament of the sick, but it's a healing that people will come up and pray for particular things that they want healed in their life. It could be physical, it could be emotional. Uh, many people have addictive behavior patterns, as we all know. It could be praying for getting rid of an addiction or things like that. And so we'll have other prayer partners with Father Tyler, Father Larry, and I that will help us with some of the permanent deacons in our city and other lay people that have been involved in the healing ministry. So it's a f- four powerful evenings. And now we've been telling people, because, you know, it's hard, as Father Mark and I know, in a parish for a person to carve out four nights when they're going to mm-hmm. want to be there. But we say, hey, come whenever you can. I think okay. if people come on Monday night, they're going to say, uh-oh, I better <laughs> drop what I thought I was doing on Tuesday night, or Wednesday night or Thursday night, I want to be there. Because if you listen to Father Larry, he's not only a very powerful, direct speaker, he's entertaining. He's like Father Lichter. He has a sense of humor. <laughs> he can, uh, you know, oh, he engages Lord. the crowd. He he makes us laugh, and then he can make you cry almost in the in the same talk he's given because he he deals so much with he's he, that's why I think he's such a gifted speaker because he's a pastor. He deals like mm-hmm. with Father Mark and I on a daily basis with people in their various needs, uh, happy times when things are good, but a lot of sadness that happens in families and in personal lives, and so he's so in touch with regular people, that's what I think makes him such a powerful speaker. He's not living in some ivory tower somewhere, mm-hmm. or he's not a seminary prof, or he's not a person that's uh, uh, just dealing with uh, probably people that uh, don't have all the things that Father Mark and I might see in a normal parish life. That's that's really lots of good things, but as you know, there's a lot of hurt and a lot of sorrow and pain in, in the lives of people, too. Yeah. So, um, for those that uh, want to attend, how much is the how much are the tickets, and how does that work? No ticket, no, 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 no. It's all free, free, everything, everything free. is free. Uh, he does take up at the end. He has a uh, a foundation that, that that supports some of his ministries, and there'll be he, you know we have he sent us a number of his books that will be uh, help if people want to buy those. But it's a free will offering at the end. That's it. So there's no mm. charge with all, no tickets. People just can come in into the church. It's right in our main sanctuary of the church. So, and Father every, Chuck, it, it's so yeah. wonderful that you provide that for your parish and yeah. make that opportunity available for people because it, it really does reinvigorate people and well, it's almost and they're blessed to have that. It's almost like a four day retreat um, for the busy mm-hmm. person. You know, right, and it, we, were, we were so thankful when uh, one, one of our staff members, uh, Kathy Davis, has been really the one that's been the upfront person that made this all happen because she's been pestering Father Larry's group to come here for quite a while, and we're so thankful she kept them. Uh, you know, like it's like that person in the Scripture that was real persistent, and then finally mm-hmm. they get the results. Well, uh, Kathy did such a great job of, of getting this all uh, put together for us. But, you know, we got, we got the best time to do it, right before Lent. So mm-hmm. he'll be here a week on that Wednesday. He'll be a week from Ash Wednesday. So we really want to then, after he leaves, tie it into our whole Lenten thing here at Holy Perfect. Spirit, too. And we Perfect. really hope, we've been advertising it, we put it in the Bishop Bulletin, but we've been advertising a lot just around the city. We really hope it also stirs some uh, 
Catholics and others that might have no religious affiliation at this point to come and check it out, too. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he sent us a prayer that we've been praying here at the parish in preparation for him coming. He sent us a prayer that, that uh, talks about uh, reaching out to those that are away from the Church, that we know there's a lot of Catholics that... I'm sure real presence even it, it touches mm-hmm. the hearts of people, too, that have fallen away from the Church. We know there's a lot of young people that uh, kind of given up, and certainly even with all the uh, crisis we've had in the Church with the abuse scandal, some people have, have given up hope in that. I think he's going to bring a, a sense of, uh, of, of really looking at it and saying, okay, uh, those things have happened, they're not good, some things are real painful, but, you know, what do we do with it, and how do we handle mm-hmm. it, and how do we still bring hope into a world that has a lot of pain in it? Amen. Well, Father Chuck, thanks for joining us this morning. We only oh, have about a minute. I wish I could be min- there with Father Lichter in Aberdeen. That would be, oh, like, uh, that would be a, fun. Have a little just, cup of coffee with Father Lichter <laughs> would just warm my heart so much. I, <laughs> I can't keep... The words just don't come out, no. <laughs> Can but, you give us the, thank you. the dates of those talks again one more time before we go yeah, to Father Chuck? Yeah, we're starting on Monday. It's coming Monday, February 25th. It goes okay. 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th. Okay. All here at Holy Spirit Church, right in our church, starting at 7 o'clock, going till about 9 each night. Okay, and is there a website that people can uh, check it out? Yeah, well, on our parish website, it, uh, we, we advertise it, so... Okay. Yep, yep. Very and that's good. Holy Spirit, you know, holyspirit.org, you can get all the stuff on the website, too. Perfect. Oh, thanks right. for being on with us this morning, Father hey, Chuck. Hey, thanks, Heather. Thanks, Father Mark. God bless you, Father Chuck. Today. Keep yeah. up the good work as you the vicar. <laughs> I, I would like to probably call in a scientific question for Father Mark uh, later okay. on in the hour. Yes. <laughs> 9.30, call in. I, I would appreciate that. That would he be very helpful, a, Kimmy. Yeah. He has a USD education. So what oh, that yeah. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Thanks, Thank, Thank you. Thank God you. bless you. Bye. Bye. All right. Thanks to Father Mark for, or Father Mark, Father Chuck for being on with us this morning. It's already time for our first break. Coming up later this hour, it's our call-in segment, Straight Talk. It's your chance to call in your questions about the Catholic faith. That'll be coming up at 930. Uh, But we'll be back in just a minute, so stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Our Catholic listeners, it's probably the, the majority of you that are that are listening and calling in and, and giving. We appreciate that so much. And uh, and it's just an opportunity to continue to grow, you know, to continue to grow in your faith. We know our faith isn't isn't limited to what you know in your head, but what you know in your head does help move your heart. And Catholic Radio is a great opportunity to engage in the faith, to learn more, to learn more about doctrine, to learn more about the Gospels, to learn more about the Scriptures and those essential elements of our faith. I also know that Catholic Radio really helps to reach people who would never darken the doors of a Catholic Church, who, who don't know, who don't have a, a relationship with the Church, and yet, you know, through whatever reasons, God's providence, they find themselves listening to this radio station, and uh, and I and I personally know that that's that's been the source, or that's helped many people on the way to conversion and deeper faith in Jesus Christ and, and the life of the Church and the sacraments. So, people think A and B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services 
document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. Hi everyone, Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network, inviting you on the Real Presence Radio Northern California Mission Pilgrimage, April 4th through 9th, 2019. We will visit some of the missions of St. Junipero Serra, the wine country of the Sonoma Valley, and sites of San Francisco. We'll be staying at a beautiful retreat center with easy day trips to the sites. Cost based on double occupancy is $1,936, or if you want to get your own flight, it's $1,358. For more information, please call 877-795-0122. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Father Mark Lichter. And we are your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting to you live from Aberdeen, South Dakota. Good to be up north here, just close to the North Dakota border. And it feels really, really cold because there's so much snow on the ground. I know. It's like a deep freeze. I know. Everybody's got a little bit of snow on the ground, I'm thinking, throughout the listening area. but So this is our segment where we get to talk about whatever we want, Father. All right. So are you going to behave or are we going to talk about something good? We'll talk about something good. (laughs) As long as you lead. All right. I'll lead. I'll lead. Well, I wanted to, you know, there's kind of an elephant in the room because there's a big event going on within the Catholic Church right now, and that's the summit. And I was hearing a little bit about it on EWTN on my way to work this morning. One question I had, so first let's tell the listeners what's going on, what the summit is. Yeah, the bishop, or the Pope, Pope uh, Francis is having the bishops uh, from the different dioceses throughout the world get together with regard to the uh, priest abuse, uh, bishop abuse, et cetera, the abuse in the church. And um, there's been a, a call before this to pray and to fast and to uh, do different prayer for the church, for healing within the church. Mm-hmm. And um, th- he's meeting with them, the, the bishops, right now as we speak. So it started, uh, I believe, yesterday, and it's going this week uh, that he'll be meeting with the bishops. And so the Pope is meeting with The Pope with is him? meeting with them in Rome. In Rome. And they're okay. trying to come up with a you know, discussion on how to deal with it better and to um, you know, bring some healing to that area. So it'll be, good to, it'll be good for all of us to pray, especially during this time. What we've done here at Sacred Heart is we've had every Thursday a call by Bishop Swain for our diocese to pray for healing within the church, for reconciliation, for um, sorrow for what we've done uh, mm-hmm. as a church, and to ask for healing and insight and, and the graces that we need 
uh, during this time and to, and to pray for our Pope and for our bishops and for all of our hierarchy leadership, mm -hmm. uh, all the people of God. And so we, we've been gathering every Thursday from 8 o'clock till about 5 or 6 o'clock for a Eucharistic adoration okay. to pray in repentance and for healing and reconciliation. And they have a novena that they put out. The Knights of Columbus put out a, a novena, beautiful novena, mm -hmm. uh, during these days while uh, the Pope is meeting with the bishops that they do the right things and, and mm -hmm. bring some healing to this whole scandal. So it's going to last how long? Five days? You know, I believe it's, I think it's five days. I, I'm not absolutely sure. I had a little sheet here that yeah. it showed, but there's a nine-day novena okay. that they're doing um, starting yesterday, uh, going for nine days. Um, so I suspect it's in the five-day to seven-day range uh, that they're meeting. Well, in a while back we had a guest on and we were talking about um, this scandal and um, it was interesting to talk to them because I wanted to ask your opinion as far as Aberdeen went. Are you feeling the effects of things going on in other states? Are you feeling the effects of this scandal that is out there? That's a good question. I think I we do. Everybody feels the effects of this mm -hmm. in one way or the other. Um, some places it might be more prominent, mm -hmm. but it affects the whole body of Christ. Uh, it affects the whole church, um, and so we, you know, we're affected here in different ways. It's kind of silent right now. I think people are waiting um, to see what the Pope and the bishops come up with to rectify some of the things that have happened to bring. Um, some healing and um, recourse and some justice to this whole situation. Mm -hmm. And so I think people are kind of waiting, uh, giving the Pope the benefit of the doubt right now to to deal with this thing. And, and actually he already has uh, by uh, defrocking uh, Cardinal McCarrick. Mm -hmm. um, and he's laicized, no longer a, a prince of the church or a cardinal. And he's doing penance and that kind of thing in, in a monastery someplace. And so he's already addressed some things very specifically mm -hmm. in the United States, but there are going to be more coming. And I think people are are wanting to see some uh, some justice done yeah. uh, in terms of the many years that this has gone on. Well, and I'm curious to see what they're going to come out with. Are they going to come out and say, well, we're still discussing? Yeah, and things that's tend possibility. To move slowly. Yeah, I think one of the big things is we've already got a safe environment. It's very strong in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, our diocese of Sioux Falls has really enforced that very strongly. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the good things that have happened over the years is that there's been um, they've addressed it with the safe environment and the priests that are coming in now. It, the, it's been huge drop in any kind of abuse. And they, they're trained much better. They're um, more adjusted in many different ways. So I think it's it's um, well, ongoing. I, that's an interesting point that you bring up because I don't think people realize the things that a priest or a seminarian go through to become a priest. They don't just walk in and say, hey, I want to go to school. There's a, There's several different things that they do to show that they are qualified to be a priest. Can you talk a little bit about right. that? I think they're the most scrutinized yes. group in the world. Um, um, not not just the priests themselves, but seminarians. Yes. And I, my hat tips to them because they are uh, really incredibly good because they, in the midst of all this uh, abuse and different things that are going on in the church, they're still stepping forward 
to listen to the call of Christ mm-hmm. and to come forward and they're not worried about um, going through some scrutiny. Yeah. They're, they're ready for the persecution or whatever it might be. But they're also very well trained now and they're very solid men that are coming mm-hmm. out and they've been able to deal with some of these issues and hit it head on and I think I'm just very proud of the young people coming out yeah. young priests coming out well I can remember I worked for um, Catholic Family Services down in Sioux Falls with Dr. Marcy Moran and some of the tests that she would do were um, tests for seminarians and they all had to do them but they were these you know mental health acuity tests and that they had to go through and then discuss with Dr. Moran and I just right. think you know who even thinks about that when you're heading right. into college your mental state but to me, it was reassuring. It might be terrifying to some of our listeners. One of the things that's good is that they, they give the young men, the seminarians, a, a great deal of time to discern. Yeah. That's the beauty of, yeah. uh, of going into the priesthood or into the seminary is that you get six to eight years of right. preparation and discernment, and they help you with all kinds of different personality things and, and things that your spiritual life, et cetera. Does the bishop ever yeah. say... Um, we tried, but no thanks. Yes, I mean that—that's part of the discernment. Uh, a lot of times, it's a situation where they um, they pray and they discern, and then they decide that they're uh, meant for something something else. And then, um, a lot of times, with the uh, uh, when somebody tries the seminary, they end up becoming even a better uh, church person um, as a lay person or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, the hmm. people drop out all the time. Yeah. Interesting. So what are you hoping comes out of this meeting? Do you think a lot will come out of these five days? I think um, Pope, France, Pro, Pope Francis would be very decisive in okay. moving ahead because I think he was very decisive with uh, our, uh, Cardinal McCarrick. And that just shows that it gave us a, really a pointer to that. I think he'll, they'll do some things. Very good. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And keep praying. Well, I think that's our sign. Our little chit-chat is over, and it's time for Straight Talk, folks. It's that segment where you get to lead the discussion with your questions, comments. You can submit them to Facebook, or you can call us at 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. We're heading to Straight Talk with your questions on the Catholic faith or any just current events that are going on, if you have a comment, question, please let us know. I won't be answering them. Father Mark Lichter will be. <laughs> but the number is 877-795-0122, or you can submit them on Facebook. Does that make you nervous to answer questions? Does it make me nervous? Yeah. Well, it depends on what the question is. <laughs> is um, if I don't know the answer... I just refer to another priest, or we find the answer. Find the answer, and we'll and let you know. <laughs> we could uh, even call the Pope, maybe, and hey, have him do you have his number? help us a little bit. No, I don't. I, oh, don't. I, was, I can find it, I was, I'm sure. Oh, but, you could. Well, I mean, yeah? it'd be uh-huh. hard to get to, get okay. to him, I'm sure. <laughs> Again, our number is 877-795-0122. You can call in. You can even use a fake name if you don't want to admit who you are. We're all right with that. We would have no idea. 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions on Facebook. So we were talking about the summit happening um, in Rome with the sex scandal, and I heard that it was um, 
high-level bishops. Are there different levels of bishops? Um, there's, there's, when they say high level, I think they're talking about people that are really involved in some of the things that are going on in the church. The so is our bishop there? Our bishop is, is involved, but probably not like, um, like a cardinal or, right. well, he's not a cardinal, but right. like somebody in New York or something like that. Huh. Um, he's in a little smaller diocese. I didn't know if all the bishops were invited or how that worked. Well, they have, uh, in each diocese, they have, uh, probably some, uh, leaders, or I guess actually in every country they have different leaders that are bishops, archbishops, cardinals that go, mm -hmm. and they represent their 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 country. Hmm. Well, I was reading some articles. Um, I look at that every day, and I saw that um, there was some cardinals in Ger Germany, if I can speak. <laughs> they were talking about just scratching the church and starting over. Yeah, which is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I think um, we can't, we have to work within the within our traditions, within our uh, our structure that we have as a church that our Lord set up for us mm -hmm. from the very foundation of the apostles. Our Lord coming and and leading us and maybe doing a little house cleaning. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, starting a, a whole different church would be breaking <laughs> off from. Yeah, our I don't traditions. know what that would make any difference than any other denomination that broke off. Well, there's and there's certain people that would want to distance themselves from the Catholic Church, but the best thing for us to do is to pray, getting back to the basics, getting back mm -hmm. to the foundation, getting back to our basic beliefs, right. and that's really following the person of Jesus Christ, yeah, and not following men, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, and people that, men that are sinners, we're all sinners, but at the same time, it's following Jesus Christ as the person uh, that rose from the dead, gives us new life. Yeah. Well, we're waiting for your call. You can call in at 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. Or you can uh, submit any question to Facebook. Um, we would be happy to answer any of your questions, and we have a lot of different things that we wanted to talk about this morning. I wanted to talk about a little bit about Father or Blessed John Henry Newman. So he just went up another level. I think people probably already think he's a saint. Not a saint yet, but he but he's on the docket now because he had a miracle that was approved, mm -hmm. and so it's just a matter of time now before uh, Pope Francis will um, canonize him. And so that'll be a That's wonderful thing. That's pretty exciting. Especially for um, London and, and that whole area. Where yeah. He, do you know much about from. him? Not a whole lot. Um, I probably should do a little more study on him. But yeah, I was, I was thinking the <laughs> same thing when I read that. I'm like, oh, wow. He's, he's very much, uh, he's part of that Oxford movement. 19th century uh, was an Anglican uh, priest mm -hmm. um, and then converted to Catholicism, became a great leader in, in the church during that era, and very uh, smart, very intellectual, um, had a lot of different writings on things, and, and mm -hmm. was very, brought a lot of clarity to a lot of the teachings, to our own teachings. He studied a lot, um, just a, a great, he'll be a great saint um, in terms of people looking to for education. I, one of the things I remember when I was in the seminary, they talked about him with regards to uh, the movement of of uh, doctrine and how doctrine can be enhanced or change over time hmm. 
and in in a good way. I mean, in a systemic way that it yeah. changes. And he brought some a lot of clarity to that area. But his he's a theologian and and a, yeah. a great churchman. A smart man, very smart man. Well, you're listening to Stray Talk. We're here to answer any questions you might have on the Catholic Church, whether it's a big question, complicated, or very simple. I tend to think we forget the simple questions. They call this Stump the Priest. Stump the Priest. I I just changed it from Straight Talk (laughs) to Stump the Priest, but that wouldn't be very hard in this case to to stump Father Lichter. Do they get a prize if they they stump you? Well, what they do is they have to do a, a... some kind of a research paper oh. <laughs> to determine what their question was, and then I make them go to the catechism and <laughs> well, Google and find out more answers. You're going to get a lot of calls, Father. <laughs> <laughs> but you can call in with any questions that you might have for Father Mark Lichter about the Catholic faith, any uh, current events, or just any situations you might be dealing with in your family. Um, the number is 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122, or you can submit questions on Facebook. So, any big events going on up here in Aberdeen? Well, that's a good question. We have, uh, I guess... Uh, when do you guys have confirmation? We have Mass on Sunday. Wow, that is a big event. Our confirmation comes up right after Easter, Um so it'll be doing during the Easter season. Okay. And we're gearing up for Lent, you know, for Ash Wednesday. Uh, looking forward to it. I think people are kind of in a, what would you call it, a little bit of a funk with all the uh, snow and cancellations. And yeah. You know, people have been hibernating a little bit. It feels yeah. like we've been kind of on a standstill. Um, well, this is the hard time of the year. This is the hard time of the year when... You know, Christmas is long gone, um, January's long gone, and you're like, really, it's February. And we all know. We've all lived here. <laughs> yeah, and it's, this has been the toughest winter I've had up here in Aberdeen since yeah. I've been here four years. So it's been kind of a challenge that way. We It's harder to get outside. You mm-hmm. like to get the the sun, a little bit of sun. You know, I know people struggle with that. What kind of struggles are your parishioners having? Well, I would say that most of it gets to be kind of a little bit of isolation, Mm. Uh, I, I, isolation, maybe some loneliness, uh, especially the elderly that are in their homes. Um, I'm finding out that when I go out and visit them, uh, they struggle with uh, cabin fever, really, is what it is. Mm-hmm. Not being able to get out. People aren't able to move around as quickly. Um, some of the rides are canceled. They can't get around to to do some of the things they like to do together. Mm-hmm. Even praying together as groups, they sometimes cancel those. Yeah. So people miss that. And then um, I've been taking out communion to people and just visiting with them and that kind of thing. It's been very energizing, not only for them, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. but also for us to go out and to be with people. Um, And that's my kind of the strain that goes through it all is some isolation, I think, would be the way to say that. Yeah. Is there any way that a parishioner can get out to some of those people and help you out? Yeah, we have people that naturally do that, but I think it's a good reminder to all of us um, right now that if there's somebody, a neighbor or somebody across the way, um, somebody that you know that hasn't had a visit, to go and visit them mm-hmm. if you can if you can do that or take them out for uh, something to eat or whatever it might be, uh, just to get them. Um, we forget sometimes about the people that are homebound yeah. or those that are elderly that just can't get out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... 
it's just good for us to to think about that and there might be people around us that we can reach out to yeah a good reminder when we're out and about snow plowing we might as well say hi to the neighbor make sure they're all right well this is straight talk and it's your opportunity to call in with any questions you might have for father mark lichter our number is 877-795-0122 877-795-0122 or you can submit any questions you might have on facebook so we're still waiting for Father Chuck Simple to send in a question. Well, he was going to come up with a really good one. I don't for think he you. can think of, of one. You know? Oh, he's because pretty, he knows it all. Pretty sharp guy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to ask you a question on physics. Yes, something <laughs> on science. Yes, because <laughs> we have two scientific guests coming up later on in the show. I'm really excited about it. Um, I guess Thomas Escrow would probably say his isn't. 1000% scientific, but it's, uh, it's quite uh, interesting. But so if you have a physics question, you can call us 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. Or you can submit your questions on Facebook. So I have a whiteboard here and I get questions from uh, the folks up, the producers up in uh, Fargo. I'm not answering any of the questions that they're putting on there. They're all physics related. <laughs> really? Oh, boy. <laughs> the principal of motion. <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> so, <laughs> again, the number is 877-795-0122. Kind of a quiet morning this morning. Might be quiet because uh, people are in their homes. <laughs> Hopefully they're listening to, to real presence in their homes. They're hunkered so in. So many down. times they're out driving. Yeah. There's been kind of a standstill in the driving bit. Well, and you don't realize how much noise that cars make until a huge blizzard comes through and it's dead quiet. Yeah, and it, the the beauty of this time, too, I mean, the snow. I know I talked to my mother the other day. She was talking about how beautiful the snow is outside, you know. Yeah. And she's a, uh, you know, widow or whatever. But she's at home by herself. But she was looking out in the back and she said it just sparkled. Yeah. And the beauty and the wonder and awe of just the snow. Yeah. I mean, I think we look at it in a different way. Uh, most places don't get snow like this. And, yeah. Well, you know, so it's, a, it's also some beauty to it. Well, and I was staying at the convent uh, last night. The Presentation Sisters allowed me to stay with them. And I had this great window that looked out and it, the snow was lit up oh, by yeah. their lights. Yeah. And I could just see it against the black sky. It's just beautiful. There's a beauty to the, absolutely. To the snow. Absolutely. Well, we have our first caller. Yahoo! Outstanding. Outstanding. Tonya, good morning from Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Talking about bright snow. It's so bright out here. I got to wear my sunglasses. <laughs> oh, boy. Can't see nothing. Can't see it. <laughs> it is quite bright around here. <laughs> so you have a question for Father Mark? Yeah. Hi, Father. Hi there. How are you? Good. I thought Good. a question about angels. Like growing up, I'd always been told that we have guardian angels. And so, you know, as a kid, I'm like, oh, that's cool. But as an adult, I'm like, you know what? Like, how do you know? How do you know you have a guardian angel? And is it biblical or is it just like a traditional teaching um, that's just been passed down? Like, how how does the church come to that conclusion that we have guardian angels? Well, first of all, it's it's very clear in the scriptures. All the way through the scriptures, you think about 
Gabriel coming and speaking to the Blessed Mother, mm -hmm. the Annunciation, all these angels coming in at different points for very important things. That the word angel itself means messenger. So there's a a messenger that comes to us and is with us, um, helping us to reach out to God or come to, come to the Lord or to answer the call or whatever it might be. So if you go through the, all of scriptures, there's always an angel that comes before some of these big things. You know, you think of, uh, you know, the some of the things even in the Old Testament, uh, Jacob wrestling, you know, there's, mm -hmm. there's angels, um, you know, all the way through the scriptures. Um, and so I think in that sense, you would know that, we would uh, say that, but also tradition would tell us in our Catholic faith that, that we would have a guarding angel. One thing that's really um, very important, I think, is that not only angels for ourselves, it's to pray um, our, to our own guarding angel, asking um, them to reveal themselves in some way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people think it's like a trinket on a, you know, like we get, we buy it in a store, like a little angel. Mm -hmm. But this is real. It's uh, one of the the uh, alignments of being when we talk about, you know, material things, and then we talk about spiritual and that there's different levels of, of the spirit and the angels are are part of that uh, hierarchy of, of uh, being. And uh, they're pure spirit. And we believe that uh, if, if you call upon your angel to help you, they, you know, it's a, a matter of asking them. I think a lot of times people don't ask mm -hmm. or even ask the name of your guardian angel. Or even remember that we have one. Or that we have one. And I think as time has gone on, I've, I've come to a deeper awareness of my guarding angel and being able to pray, asking extra angels to come and guard over me when I'm going to a certain mm -hmm. event or something like that. Even today, I'm asking that the angels come over me as I'm on this radio <laughs> real presence <laughs> trying to answer questions. But um, So there's a definite, if, if you go to the Catechism of the Catholic Church too, it, it'll talk about angels in there and give you a, a little bit of an insight on that. But I think it's acknowledge him in faith, and it's also scriptural um, that we would have the angels, Very good. guarding angels, and there's archangels, which are even more prominent, you right. know, Michael and Gabriel and Raphael, uh -huh. and those all had stories in the scriptures, uh, right. Raphael with uh, Tobit, you know, the, the whole thing of being healed, and there's an angel there, um, angels going up and down on the ladder, um, from earth to heaven. Um, I think about uh, people calling upon angels and having their prayer answered a lot of times. Uh, there was a one woman that fell down and called upon her angel, and all of a sudden somebody came by and helped her up. Hmm. You know, it was cool. It's just being aware, I think, and, and trusting and praying. Very good. Did that answer your question, Tonya? Yeah, I think so. Thanks. Thank you for joining us. Okay, we're going to move on to a Facebook question that we have from Marcus on Facebook. As a Protestant going through RCIA, before I get into this question, I should give out the number, 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122, or you can submit questions on Facebook also. So our next question is from Marcus on Facebook. As a Protestant going through RCIA, I know my first confession will be happening in the near future. What is the best way someone can prepare for his first time? That's a really good question. We've got a group of people right now that are going through the RCIA, 
And that's probably one of the bigger ones that have been brought up is on confession. How does it happen? Mm -hmm. uh, the first thing I would say is not to panic. <laughs> uh, really listen to uh, those that are preparing you, um, you know, to get some understanding of the background of that. There's absolutely nothing to fear. It's a beautiful uh, sacrament mm -hmm. and one that um, there's nothing to fear at all. The priest will always help you. Mm -hmm. um, not only prepare, you know, do an examination of consciousness of some sort, but also when you're in there visiting, and you can go face-to-face, -face, or you can go behind the screen, or uh, whatever you feel comfortable. Um, but so much of it, I think, is a fear probably around our own sin, mm -hmm. and maybe coming out with it, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. and then saying it to another person. Yeah. And, of course, the person is the priest who is ordained and you know, to uh, be an instrument of God's love. And the priest is there to, to uh, help you uh, to do that. So I don't know anything else on that. I, um, well, I they just wanted to know how to prepare for that. And I think the, the point that you were saying that is ideal, because I have been Catholic my whole life, and I still, I'll get halfway through the act of contrition, and then I freeze. Like, ugh. You know, because I, I'm nervous. Right, you get nervous. And and I always just say, can I just have a copy of that? <laughs> and Which, I bring in a copy of right. it, you know? And there's, so there's, even those of us who have been going for years and years, it's um, it's we're not perfect. And I think the good part to remember is that the priest is human. Yeah. But explain a little bit about uh, Jesus working through you in a confessional. So we're, we're we'd be called uh, in the person of Christ. And so it's really Christ speaking, you know, when we talk about the priest being ordained, mm -hmm. uh, you know, coming all the way down from the succession of the apostles or whatever, but uh, given that gift of being able to forgive sins that the Lord gave to Peter mm -hmm. and it's passed on to the, to the priest, to the other bishops. But it's, it's one that, um, you know, you're able to uh, be in the person of Christ, but to think of us like almost like a conduit. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, there's something very tangible that the Lord gives us, though, is it's a person that you face that you can talk to and bounce off of. Mm -hmm. And from a psychological standpoint, even, it's helpful to be able it to is. admit your your failings or your sin. Spiritually, it's even more f fantastic that you're able to know that the Lord is forgiving your sins. So it's a it's an incarnational way that the Lord has given yeah. us this gift. Yeah. of saying our sins and um, and being able to be assured that they're they're yeah. gone. You well, know? and there's something very therapeutic about it being to another person, um, therapeutic and getting it off your chest. And then the look on their face, if you decide to go face to face, they're usually not shocked at all right. by anything you say. Right. And then and again, it's just love. And so then I think that's great for people to remember through all of their sins, there's always love there right. waiting for exactly. you. Exactly. The mercy of God mm -hmm. is abundant, yep. and the Lord cares for us. The other thing I would just mention very quickly is that the more you go, in other words, the more frequent you go, like say once a month, once every two weeks, or whatever it be, yeah. and you got to determine that yourself, the easier it gets. Yeah. You get in a routine, it's like a virtue of going and discipline you, of going. Do you think it's beneficial to continue to go to the same priest? 
Yes, absolutely. It's very beneficial. All right. Well, we have another um, question that is lined up. I think I'm going to go to our listener on the phone first, um, just since they are on the phone. We have Alice from Bismarck on the line with us. Good morning, Alice. Hi. Okay, so I was um, praying the mysteries of life yesterday, and the last one, the Eucharist, after Jesus um, institutes the Eucharist, he says, from now on, I tell you, I shall not drink wine until the day I drink the new wine with you in the kingdom of my Father. And I'm wondering if that's got lots of symbolism or... (laughs) or what exactly that might mean. Could you read that I mean, one more I time? I just... You don't have to drink wine, apparently, to be happy in heaven if he's going to wait to the death of all of them. <laughs> Do you have that quote right in front of you, the passage right in front of you? Um, well, in this book it says, <clears throat> from now on, I tell you I shall not drink wine. Until the day I drink the new wine with you in the kingdom of my father. Yeah, I'm not sure so what it, that is. Yeah, and, and you know, just uh, just to try to try to answer that, I think it would be to say that our Lord is celebrating the Last Supper there, and He's sharing that wine, which becomes His body and blood, with His disciples, and He's going to go through His passion now. He's going to go to the agony in the garden. He's going to go to the cross. He's going to go to the suffering. And then he's going to go to the, um, you know, die. And then he's going to rise from the dead. That's going to be the new wine in the sense that uh, we'll be pass- he'll be passing on the, the, the gift of the Eucharist onto us efficaciously throughout the generations. But he'll be the in resurrected heaven. Christ now. So it's a new heavens and a new earth in a sense. Mm. Uh, a new way to look at, uh, uh, you know, that he's he's gone through his passion, death, and resurrection and now so we have a new way. Not necessarily at the end of times, but after his resurrection. And it could be. I mean, again, mm-hmm. it, that all kind of works together. Right. The mystery of the end times and also yeah. we're in the midst of the end times right now. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Well, hey. Thank you, Alice, for your call. Okay, we're running out of time a little bit, but we have one more question here, Father Mark. Um, A listener uh, called in and had a question and didn't want to be on the air. They have heard that you're not supposed to ask the name of your guardian angel because you never know if it's an angel or a demon giving a response. And you don't want to establish a relationship with a demon. But you can name your own guardian angel. Susie is a nice name. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I, th- I mean, I think there has to be a discernment. You can't just, uh, it's always good to, you know, to, um, you know, to check that out. But it, it would be maybe working through a spiritual director, in okay. a sense, to come to a deeper awareness of the name of your angel. Um I think there's probably different ways to do that. Yeah, uh, and I think it, you would hopefully would know if it was good or bad. Right, you'd have to discern that. <laughs> yeah. Again, there'd have to be a, a close discernment. Yeah. Uh, testing all the spirits. 
Well, we already have another question that's on the line. Um, Joshua's on the phone from Felton. Good morning, Joshua. Good morning. So you have a question for us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. go ahead with your question. How do I know that God loves me? Oh, wonderful! Thank you, Joshua. So, Father, how does Joshua know? Well, I think just the fact that you're calling in is a sign that God loves you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's that's uh, well, the Lord made us, you know, made us good, and um, the the desire that you have to even know if God loves you is a sign that God loves you. If that oh, makes any sense, yeah. Can you still hear me, Joshua? Mm-hmm. Good. You're, you're not very old, are you? It's a young little guy. Is that right? Nine. Nine. Nine years old. Wonderful. Well, they always say that um, the image of God is really in our children. Hmm. Um, that children are very close to God and very much like God and we always I think just the question you're asking is beautiful and makes us kind of think about the wonder and awe of God but it's to keep with it you know in terms of praying and seeking the Lord and asking the Lord you know to show me your love I think that's the one that all people struggle with to a certain degree um, Lord help me to know and experience your love help me to know you're there mm-hmm Help me know that you exist. All those kinds of questions yeah. are good ones. And it's beautiful in your own little heart that you're asking those questions. I think what it shows me is that you're very close to God. And God is very present uh, to you and, and to the listeners right now yeah. as we hear your voice. Thank you for your question, Joshua. You're okay, welcome. We, <laughs> we have one one last one that we're just going to have just a minute to touch on. Becky from Sioux Falls wants to know, is exorcism something that happens around our area in the Midwest? Uh, I would say that yes, it does. Um, not uh, a lot, but mm-hmm. there there are times that it, it does happen. We have uh, some priests that are, are uh, trained in that to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's been some workshops that, that priests have gone on uh, from our diocese. Uh, a lot of times the priests that work in that area are anonymous. They, nobody knows about it, right. and they work behind the scenes. And, of course, there's different ways that they would uh, deal with something like that. I wouldn't say it'd be something that would be out there all the time, but right. it's, it's something that we have to be aware of as priests and, and get people the help that they need if, if, if there's something uh, that's going on. But most of the time it's just oppression, um, All right. temptation, oppression, that kind of stuff that goes on. So, Well, very good. Well, that's the end of our straight talk this morning. Thank you, Father. You're very you welcome. You did well. Nobody stumped you. You did well. I, yes, thank you. <laughs> well, we're going to take our break, the last break of this first hour. Thank you to all our callers that called in this morning. Um, don't go anywhere because our second hour of Real Presence Live is jam-packed with physics. Yes, physics and Bishop Quinn. We're going to be right back with more just on the other side of this break.